Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the problem. selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months. Hi, everyone. You're all hyper. Let's get ready. So the first thing I want to let you know is that when you talk about your successes in life, you impress people. When you talk about your failures in life, you impact people. And today, that is what I want to talk to you about. Five failures and what I learned from them. And let's begin. Let's begin the show. And I have to say to you, the first one I learned, and I've always got to watch what I say here because I do have my daughter, daughters and their friends that watch this. And certain things I think to myself, I'd rather I'm not now at this age. But this one I'm going to say. So there was a short period of time in my life where I actually went out partying very, very early 20s, very early 20s, and I actually was doing, let's call it um, the, actually we'll just talk it straight, it was ecstasy. And um, for a period of time, the plan was you go out very late on a Saturday and you would uh, uh, have some ekkies and what you would do is then party um, all of Saturday night, a lot of Sunday Clubs were called day clubs. I don't know if they call them that now. Anyway, cut a long story short. Um, that went on for a period of time. Wasn't it really like, I mean, it was weird because those were the days that were um, six day weeks. I can honestly say that. Because Sunday, you'd get home like at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock in the morning, and then you would sleep. And then if you'd work Saturday, you do you didn't have a Sunday. And then on Sunday, you'd sort of go um, and have no recreation time because you slept. And then what you would do is you would then go to work on Monday. And here's the thing about, you know, drugs. What you need to know is what goes up. Hello, Johnny Manners. The black market. The black market. That's the place. I won't even go to the black mar- market it serves a special place in my heart and I won't tell you about it tonight. Anyway, cut a long story short. What goes up must come down. And that is what actually happens. And that is, in fact, what drugs do. They get your serotonin level. These are uppers. And what they do is they take you up. And what you need to know is the stronger the up, the faster the up, the stronger the down and the faster the down. And what actually happens is the down could be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But it's this vicious, vicious circle. But anyway, what did I learn from that? Well, one particular day, I took an ecky, which was the last ecky I ever took in my life. And it wasn't ecstasy. It was, in fact, acid, a trip. And it ended up becoming a disastrous trip. It ended up becoming very dark and bleak. One of the ones that you actually think will never go away. One of the ones that you think is absolutely permanent, that will pervade all your life in all areas at all times. And what actually happened is I was working in a real estate office that was open on Sundays. Hey, I'll even give the office the plug. It was the professionals at Padstow. 
a very, very good office, very good office. And I think, based on me looking at their sales, hello, Stevie Georgiakis, how are you? Um, and they still, like, I would say do 20 to 30 sales a month. I'm just having a rough guess there. You can go onto realestate.com and actually see how many sales people make in Australia. Anyway, cut a long story short, this trip that I took, um, I made up my mind that I did not want to feel that darkness ever again. You know that darkness where you actually go to work on the Sunday and things look sort of vaguely familiar but also strange at the same time? Your mind is playing so many games. And um, I don't actually want to... All I'll say to you is that you don't want to go through that. So what is the golden rule? Listen to me very carefully. Never ever put anything into your body that you don't know the chemical makeup. Hello, David. Good to see you in New Zealand. Hello, uh, Natalia Zhu, which is, uh, uh, let's be very clear, is Costa Zhu's um, previous partner, I believe, who is a very successful real estate agent in Sydney now. Um, so um, gang, all I can say to you is never put anything in your body that you don't know the chemical makeup. Now, as you probably are aware that last weekend there were three or four or five people, I think three or four or five people that have passed away or died from some festival, dance music festival, um, which had 30,000 people. And I have to say, I am really surprised that they said that you know, they had dogs and everything and 70 people got busted. Like, realistically, fucking seriously, right? Get real. If you got a musical festival of that nature, I would have to say is that there would be very few people that are actually not on anything in there. Um, but my point is this. There are a lot of people's lives that are permanently impacted when they take things that they don't know the chemical makeup. And one of those is, of course mortality um, and dying. So gang, key rule number one, never take things that you don't know the chemical makeup. But this also, as Susan said to me, you know, earlier on today, doesn't only apply, doesn't only apply with drugs. This also applies when you lend your mind to the voices and the stories of other people. And what I mean by that is every day your mind is being shaped by the conversations it has and by the advice it listens to. Now, I've said it before on the Sunday Night Rant, and Miguel Ruiz, the author of The Four Agreements, who also has written a book called The Fifth Agreement, says that be, be curious and cynical and skeptical about the advice you get from people. Gang, can I say to you, there are far too many people's lives that I know who are business people and salespeople, predominantly in the real estate industry, because that's the one that I operate mainly with, who have lent their mind to people that have never been to the destination they're telling them to go to. And I think that that can be more impactful in a negative way than even drugs that you put into your body. I mean, a virus of the mind, a virus of the mind is worse than a physical virus. Like with a physical virus, you'll get a sore throat, blocked nose, a headache, 
And, but a virus of the mind, that can be really, and that can be called a meme. Google that, M-E-M-E. And what it is, is this, that you get advice. And at the moment, there are people going out there telling other real estate people, this is how you run a proper real estate business. This is the leadership that you've got to show. These are the characteristics that you've got to have. These are the structures and the processes. And the irony is that these people have never ever achieved anything in a business sense ever. So my advice is to you is before you actually take any advice, before you take any advice, first you listen to who's giving the advice. Listen, you want to find out how to run a great business? Go to someone that's running an incredible business. It might be a vet. It might be a car business. It might, what I'm getting at is Man, look at people's behavior. There is too many people that are fakes and frauds that sell a beautiful package. I say rip the packaging out and look at the product inside. For me, I will always pick. Hey, Arabella, how you going? Good to see you here. I will always pick substance over style. Any day of the week, give me something that is real, and authentic, but maybe a little bit weird than fake and perfect. And I think most people want that. So be very, very careful about what you put into your body in terms of drugs and what to put into your mind in terms of advice from other people. Let me move on to the second one. The second one is this one. There is going to be a time in your life when things totally fall apart. There's going to be a time in your life As Shane Bowman says, I saw social media gurus selling courses and they had 23 likes. Work that out. Work work out these social media experts that are telling you how to grow their own business and they can't even do it organically themselves. So, So let's just move on and talk to you a little bit about when there's going to be a time in your life when you are going to go in absolute chaos, when the problem is going to be so huge that it feels like it can never be solved. There's going to be times a problem. And for many people, these problems can lead them, lead them to suicide and they take their life. There are many times when the problem becomes so big that no bank manager, no lawyer, no accountant, no doctor, no specialist, no one can solve the problem. Listen to me very carefully. Whenever the problem is so big, I say this, and not in a religious sense, run to God. There's a spiritual solution for every problem. And I say this to you, that um, in 2006, when I first got diagnosed, and I was told it was terminal, and it's been a bumpy road, but it hasn't been terminal as yet. I mean, it will be at some point, everyone's terminal, so you better accept that as well. But what I'm getting at is there are certain times where you've got to turn around and realize there is not a human person on this planet that can help you, and you'll get bigger strength by turning around and taking this approach to life. God, this is massive. Tell me what I need to do to get through this. 
and allow me to sleep at night because I don't want to sit there and toss and turn with insomnia because what that's going to do is actually make the problem twice as bad because then I'll be tired, irrational, frustrated. And in addition, as Deborah says, let go and let God is a beautiful way of saying it. For me, I used to say, hey, listen, I'm telling you straight, God, I'm tired. It's your shift. I want to go to sleep. Help me to cope with this situation. And you know what, gang? I have survived 100% of my darkest nights. So when the problem's too big for a solution of the world, you run to a spiritual solution. And you know what? You don't run. You free fall and you make yourself vulnerable. You free fall to it. Free fall to it. Let me move on. Number three. Number three is an interesting one. So my first car was a Datsun 180B. My second car was a Mitsubishi Magna. My third car, sorry, my second car was a Holden Chimera. My third car was a Mitsubishi Magna. What was happening is the whole time is I kept saying to myself, Nikar, father had down pat today, Nikar, by the way, mate, Nick, you're a top bloke. And what you said there, gang, today was my, um, Nick's referring to the, the, uh, the priest today said a few things. It was my brother's 40 days. It's, it's, today is 40 days since he passed away. So um, we have a memorial and it's the biggest memorial after a funeral and it's the 40 days. And Father Stavros from uh, the church at Helston Park um, did an incredible uh, um, um, speech about my brother and a few other things. And I've got to tell you, um, what an incredible guy he is. Anyway, he's not the sort of person that needs to be told he's incredible because he does not get off on that sort of stuff. Um, so the number three was, I was always upgrading cars. I was always upgrading cars. And what happened is that I'd go from a Corolla, Camira, Magna, um, I think at some point it was an Audi, Merc, BMW. Look at all these cars. And what was going on all the time was I was trading up and I always thought to myself, you know, if I get that car, I'm going to be happy if I get that car. But what actually happens is um, it's great the first month, roughly, for me. Um, and, you know, the other day, Susan came out to auctions with me and my car was being repaired. And Susan said to me, it's so much nicer being in the Porsche than in this rent-a-car. And um, I thought about it, but it wasn't for me. Because actually what's happened is I've realized that cars are like telephone numbers. You're always striving, 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 but you're never arriving. And at the end of the day, Cars are so well built today that you actually have got cameras and reverse cameras and nice seating and they all do a great job. So if you really think about a car and there's nothing wrong with it, but you must accept that a large value of the car is spent on the ego factor. In terms of practicality, they both now, if you're talking about cars over 40,000 or 30,000, right? 
So uh, thank you, Michael Burgio, for sharing. And by the way, can you all share it? Can you all share the rant? Because one of the things that I do when I put time and effort into my rant is that I want to produce content. And you know that I am not one of these people that does too much about, you know, product pushing. Um, and I just want to deliver content that can actually impact people because, you know, I'm 51 years of age. And let's face it, I'm at the afternoon of my life. I'm heading home to where I came from. And when you get to my sort of position, right, you know what actually happens? You start worrying about impact versus more than income. Because an impact, you begin to realize, you begin to realize that um, you're a tenant on this planet. You've got a lease and... um, you just want to make sure that the time that you spend on this planet creates value, hopefully not unnecessary suffering, hopefully provide less suffering for people. So striving, 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 but never arriving. So here's the deal about cars, and here's the things about external objects. External objects are all about this. External objects are all about... It's a bit like telephone numbers. They never stop right? That it is. And that is all external objects because what's actually happening is you are seeking an external object to fill an internal void. And I've said it before that success is an inside job. Mike Mike from New Zealand, Mike McCall, I want to thank you so much. You purchased three beautiful shirts from me. You took me to the airport to Auckland International Airport and I took one of the shirts I went and had a shower in the Qantas room I was so tired I had a shirt and I put it on and I have to tell you they're probably the best shirts I've ever put on I don't know what you paid for them but the collar sits beautifully and um, thank you so much very nice guy Um, so so gang um, yes I have another 40 years Maddie. but you know even 40 years I live to 90 I'm already halfway past my life so I think it's afternoon so the point I'm making is this don't think listen to me carefully don't think success is going to make you happy no 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 happiness will make you successful happy will drive you to success not the other way around and too many people think if this happens I'll feel this if this happens I'll feel this Hey gang, it doesn't work that way. A happy person becomes a successful person. So in many ways, what am I preaching to you? Work on yourself, for yourself, by yourself. I'll say that again. Work on yourself, for yourself, by yourself. And what that means is that things get better because of the choices and the actions that you take. Remember that. Let's move on to number four. Number four is this. This is to always understand. Let me have a quick sip. I did this. I listed my mum's best friend's house. Her best friend's house when I was young. And what happened was this. Instead of putting it through the normal vendor process, instead of treating her like a client, I said, no, I'm going to be super nice to her. I'm actually going to, you know, not upset her. And what happened? I did not educate her to accept the reality of the marketplace. And what happened is the property expired after three months. Another agent signed it up. Another agent sold the property. 
And she went and told everyone this other agent sold the property. Now, mind you, they sold it at a lower figure, but they were happy because they got their problem solved. So, what's the key learning? What's the key learning? Whether they're your uncle or your auntie or whether you're meeting these people for the first time, what you do is you put them through a process because if you worry about the process, the proceeds will come. You don't say, oh, treat them differently. They're just family friends, you know, and instead of you actually catching up with them and having formal meetings, I'm going to run into them and have, you know, at a barbecue, I'm going to have breakfast with them. So what actually happens is you veer away from a recipe that works. And she went on and she even told my mother, the other agent sold the house. Your son couldn't sell it. That's when I learned, you must understand, it makes no difference who they are. You must put them through a best practice principle. Let's move on to number five. Number five, I was in year 12. The assignment was, for me, to do an analysis of a poem. The poem I picked is The Man from Snowy River. What happened was this. I did not prepare. I did no preparation. I rocked up to school and got in front of everyone. The presentation was in front of the teacher and the other students. And I looked at them and I thought to myself, what am I going to say here? And I said this. I am going to do a short analysis of the poem, The Man from Snowy River. And here it was. There was movement at the station, but not a lot. That's my analysis. And everyone just stared at me. That was it. There was movement at the station, but not a lot. Now, what happened is everyone broke out laughing. And so did the teacher. So, here are the learnings I got out of that. Because, believe it or not, it wasn't all so bad. And the reason why is that people laughed, number one. Number two, the teacher said, that's either you being a genius or you actually not knowing a single thing. And she just broke out laughing. Subsequently, as my life now is spent doing 200 to 220 presentations per year. Some of them are 4,000, 5,000. Some of them are, you know, 10, 20 people. But in general speaking, there's around 200 to 220 presentations per year where I get up and speak at conferences. And what I've learned is this, that you need to make people laugh. You have to make people laugh if you want to get called back. It's a golden rule. The second thing is this. I speak at a conference the way I speak here. I speak here the way I speak every day. And what I've learned is this. You've got to show that you aren't actually changing yourself on the stage. Because what people want is what you're really like, not the fake presenter. So being authentic 
Number one, making people laugh and telling a story that's memorable means that your message is understood a lot better. As Arabella says, be genuine. Sarah, Tom's the best life coach on the planet. You know what? I think, I don't even think my, I don't even think I'm a proper life coach, though I have to say, contrary to what a lot of the other people do, is I am one of the few people on the place that's actually gone off and done master's level um, coaching psychology. Um, so I've actually got some sort of understanding of basic you know, treatment models like cognitive behavioral therapy and various, you know, evidence-based research on what actually works and what doesn't work. And I think if you're going to lend your mind to people, you better make sure you're not lending it to someone that's got no idea on how that all works. But gang, here's the deal. What I'm saying is that day when I said that, I learned prepare, prepare. And if you don't prepare, what you've got to do is don't fake it. Be you. Guys and girls, it's great to see you. Press that share button, tag someone, and take it from me. No matter how shit things are in your life right now, never forget, what's coming is better than what's gone. See you, and God bless you. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday Night Rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next-